I'm wondering if you've read this. 2020 is a unique leap year. It has 29 days in February, 300 days in March, and five years in April. Yes, it said five years in April. It seems about right, doesn't it? Time is a dizzying variable now. But let's go back in time together. On this Sunday after Easter, we join the disciples gathered in a room with locked doors. They were in isolation with their fear and uncertainty. They sat trying to comprehend what had happened and what was to come. There had been so much change and so quickly. I sometimes imagine a split screen with the Last Supper pictured in rich jewel tones on one side and these bereft disciples pictured in shades of gray and brown and black on the other. The parallels between the experiences of these men and our current experiences are close and clear this year. As we find ourselves locked out of familiar spaces and locked in the rooms of our homes, there are many through lines. We have also been through great change. The speed and magnitude of the change, the loss of the structure that dictated our days, managed our time, named our priorities, has been staggering. An abrupt rolling freeze frame, stopping life as we had known it. I'm reminded of a commercial from many years ago. It portrayed American culture as the inner workings of a large mechanical clock. Lots of people were pictured moving around interlocking, synchronized circles. Step, stop, shop, pay. Step, stop, shop, pay, repeat on and on, and then the circles froze. I think then it was something about not having the right credit card for the pay step. I really can't remember. I often wonder if those in advertising realize this happens a lot. We seem to often have no memory of what was being promoted. Anyway, it all came to a bumpy, chaotic pause, much like the one we're having now, though now some of the people in those circles have fallen through trapdoors, plunged into poverty, unemployment, into their first line at a food bank. Now we have the perpetual suffering of the world and the suffering of a worldwide disease. In all of this, we've been given a pause, an opportunity to consider how we have been spending our time, our money, our lives. I know for many this may not seem like a pause, more like a scramble. As many of you now try to solve the daily, truly the minute-to-minute puzzle 
of careers that continue and commitments to the well-being, happiness, and education of children. What has actually changed for you is that all the things you were doing have moved. Your home is now the stage for everything, for everyone. But even in this truth, the stage itself may lead you to moments of deep consideration. A consideration of what our lives have been built upon. You may remember the Sunday school song of the wise man who built his house upon a rock and of the foolish person who built his house upon the sand, both to an obvious result. Have we built upon rock or sand? Values of rock or sand, awareness, compassion, faith of rock or sand? Have we been wise or have we been foolish? We've been given a pause to consider many things, our freedom, our privilege, our impact on the natural world. Have you more often heard the birds singing now? And have you seen that rainbows are more notable? We have a time to consider our impact also on the lives of so many who support our lifestyles and have so much less for their own. We can now consider the cracks of inequality that cut across our society. It is more difficult to turn away now as disparities of income, of health care, of housing and nutrition are actually ending lives. In this suspended time, we can consider the suffering of others and our responsibility for it and to them. Our scripture for this day touches on this clarifying opportunity in another way also. It is the seeing, believing, believing, seeing conundrum. Thomas could not believe all the reports of seeing Jesus until he saw for himself his friend of a lifetime, his Jesus, his teacher, now risen. While Jesus poses the need to believe in what we cannot see as the greater stance. In our times, we are facing an invisible, asymptomatic danger. We are asked to believe in this threat that we cannot see, to accept this pause and this new distance, to believe in our responsibility to follow the guidelines, to apply our love for others in new ways, and to believe and to move closer to our invisible God of grace and glory. As we pause now behind locked doors, we have an opportunity to turn from the changed world we hardly recognize to our timeless, abiding God. 
In October of 2016, I heard Matthew Fox speak. This is Matthew Fox, the theologian, not the actor. On this night, Matthew Fox spoke in a foreboding way about our needing to be connected with nature, with our creativity, and with our God. I have thought of this night so often. I was puzzled for a time about the tone of his sharing. Slowly, as the months and now years have passed, and as his words have continued to echo through my consciousness, I have come to believe his was a pure, prophetic voice, crying out with passion, reminders of who we are and whose we are and what would be essential. We are God's own, and in these times, God is making all things new through us. God is helping us receive the new life of Jesus in the work of our minds, our hands, our hearts. We are doing this work. We are creating our way through this time. We are creating ways of saying thank you to the determined, courageous heroes all around us, with chalk on sidewalks, with applause, with howling, with roaring into the space outside ourselves and outside our houses. We are reaching out beyond our locked doors to share with others in virtual ways, virtual creativity, baking, making, sewing, painting, dancing, singing, whatever we can do, and then sharing it as we reinvent our days. We all know the stories, like the one of the little boy who's running a marathon in his backyard for charity, like the daughter and father who are using 3D printers to create plastic face shields in their shop. As we wash our hands and maintain our distance, we are being inspired to care, to help, to say I love you through windows and through phones and through computer screens, all prisms of our relationships now. Through these, we can sustain and redeem our connections, continue our traditions, and through these, sometimes, we can say final words. I love you. Goodbye. We are being called to humble gratitude and led by the Holy Spirit to know and to share all that is right and true and God-given about us. We are creating our way through the loss, fear, numbness, the scars of these times. We are stepping away from the doors now locked and opening new doors in our minds and hearts. All of this is pure gift. It is all around us. 
it is houses built upon rock. This year, it seems we can more fully identify with the frightened, despairing disciples in that locked room long ago, and we pray to remember that Jesus appeared in that room through all that was locked and all that was lost, and he asked the disciples to believe in what they could not see. He asked them to believe in goodness and in guidance, in hope, in their own capacity to encourage, to help, to heal, to forgive, in a world that needed all they could do, a world like our own. This year, as the gospel is written across our screens in public service messages, asking us to be kind to those we agree with and those we don't, this year, as the gospel is written across our faces with cloth masks of love and protection for others, This year, in these uncertain times, in our longing and our locked rooms, may we remember that Jesus came. May we feel his presence, and may we hear him whisper softly, Peace be with you. Again and again, may we hear him say, Peace be with you. Amen.